This is a Kitty Pod production. Andrew Tate's Romanian prostitute throwdown will not be seen tonight, so that we may bring you a show featuring a real attention whore. From Television City in Hollywood. Welcome to episode number 172 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above-average podcast ever to hit your ear hole. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullitt, and I want to welcome you to the first episode of this podcast of the year, 2023. Man, I just can't believe I said that. Oh, makes me feel old right away. Holy macaroni. Well, anyway, I hope everybody had a great holiday season, that you were safe during that time, New Year's especially, with all the... Drunk amateurs going out there and doing shit that drunk amateurs would do. I don't know what I mean by that, but there you go. Or you'll get on with this episode. Oh, by the way, Happy New Year. Oh, thank you, too. Now, get out of here. I thought you weren't going to be back in 23. I'm back for another year of torture you there, bud. I don't know what to tell you. All right, well, don't do it again. All right, well, this year's off to a bonkers start, huh? Anyway, it's great to be back podcasting again. Thanks for listening to those holiday shit fest episodes those were great times with adam parada and joe bruno at least the second half of it was that came out in the run-up to new year's eve well what this episode is going to be about this week is what i did during this past holiday season as is usually the case this time of year first episode of the new year want to recap all the stuff that was done all the fun that was had and whatnot i also wanted to point out that we had a slightly different intro and that was because during the holiday break, we lost Anita Pointer, one-third of the Pointer Sisters, big music group from the 1980s, and I played you into one of their biggest hits from the 1980s, I'm So Excited. So there you have it right there. Also, some two big obits from over the holiday break that I wanted to point out. The first one was Pope Emeritus, Benedict XVI, the first pope in over 600 years to say that he was going to give up being a pope he said well i've had enough i'm out so yeah he lived within the vatican too he didn't just screw off into the night get out behind the walls of saint peter's cathedral he lived to 95 years old god bless him lived a good long life i also wanted to recognize the passing of the great pope emeritus despite all the allegations well he didn't do it himself but covering up all the abuses with the priests and everything with the what they did with altar boys and child abuse and all that you know sweep down to the rug but still i mean no matter what you think about they want to recognize his passing well from a man of god who led over a billion people of a certain faith to a man who was considered god among soccer fans especially in brazil we mourn the passing of the man born edson arantes do nascimento but he was known to you and I as Pele, or Pele as he was more pronounced. And he was a soccer player from Brazil. If you haven't heard of him, 
what podcast are you listening to? Are you even a sports fan? I know a good many of you who listen are not. But you have to recognize that Pele helped popularize the beautiful game soccer slash football in the United States, the New York Cosmos in the 1970s. There was a great documentary that I have yet to hear or see, rather, but I have heard about. Happy New Year, old Clark. I have heard about this documentary, but I have yet to see it, called Once in a Lifetime. And it's about the New York Cosmos in the 1970s and Pele and Franz Beckenbauer. And I don't know if he was on that team. I wasn't around back then. It was just all hearsay. But any event, Pele, a sad loss for the beautiful game and for Brazil and for the world, too. He had been sick for some time. Unfortunately, he passed away at the age of, I think it was 80 years old. He was up there in years, that much I can tell you. I also wanted to mark the passing of Franco Harris, too, as we're staying in the sports realm. Franco Harris, a great running back, a legend, a Hall of Famer, passed away just two days before the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception when the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Oakland later Las Vegas, no, now Las Vegas, later Los Angeles, then back to Oakland Raiders in a playoff game two days before Christmas of 1972. And that helped spur on the great Steeler dynasty of the 1970s in the NFL. And Franco Harris passed away, as I mentioned, just two days before the golden anniversary of said event. The Steelers posthumously retired his number 32 Christmas Eve night. So some big losses in the world of sports and in the world in general. I just wanted to recognize those right from the get as we started this episode. Before we get underway, I just want to give my social media plugs quickly. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Keep It To Yourself Podcast. And there's also the Kitty Pod Facebook page, as well as the world's loneliest email, kitypod at gmail.com. Just want to get some quick mentions in there. As I stated earlier, this whole episode is going to be one big vanity portion. And this is what I did during the holiday season. You know, it's a little wind down. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no real topic to talk about. But I will say, it's uh, quite the tradition here. I don't know what I'm saying here, but there you go. I don't want them to come back. But anyway, we're going to start on the night of December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve, or if you're a Seinfeld fan, Festivus. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. And on that day, the only person or entity showing some feats of human strength was Old Man Winter. It was start like, what, 55 degrees somewhere out there? Thank you, climate change. And then we had an Arctic front come through while I was busy working. And it dropped the temperature, and there were reports that were going to be like a flash freeze. You know, the roads were going to be salted. So I made a too early in a, a call. Hello, Hello again, Earl Clark. So... Many consider it to be too early a call about canceling the little meetup. And Jim Pro was like, oh, that sucks. And Apes was like, boo, hiss. That's his text. But we made up for it the night after Christmas. So that wound up being part two of the holiday shit fest. So what was part one, you ask? Yeah, well, go ahead there, fat boy. I'm, I'm, ugh. I butchered it. Okay, well, I'll, he came back, but he wound up hoisting himself on his own petard. I'm keeping this whole thing in case you're wondering. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, man. 
Oh, Jason, how do you do it? Anywho, as, as I'm trying to say here, how did you do part one? Well, I wound up splitting into two parts. Part one wound up being me reading the Santaland Diaries by David Sedaris and not doing any of the funny voices, trying to play it straight on that whole deal. So there was part one, then part two was record the night after Christmas, and I had such a fun time doing that. I'm going to say right now, controversially, this is my first favorite shit fest that I've ever done. This is the sixth one I've done in the whole history of this podcast, and I think Old Man Winter must have done me a favor because I would have had an arrogant grievances if Jim Perot had showed up just completely half in the bag like he did back in 2018. Whoo boy, <laughs> that's rough. Go back. I have it in the archives. I re-released it ahead of the shit fest in 2019. So you can go ahead and have a listen to that. Just dig your way through the archives and you'll find it. Okay, so that leads us to Christmas Eve. I was out of the house for part of the day. Had some last-minute shopping to do for my father on my father's companion suggestion. Went out to a $1.25 store and did some shopping and got some scratch cards from a nearby convenience store. So that way he'd have a stocking for Christmas Day. She's like, well, wait a minute, you have stockings. Why doesn't he have one? Okay, well, we'll get one for you. Here it is. So that takes us up to Christmas morning, and it was on a Sunday, so I had my usual Sunday routine, you know, watching CBS Sunday morning, getting a phone call from a volunteer of the Autism Society, and also going over to my sister. Now, I don't do this every Sunday, but as it was Christmas Day, as I mentioned just seconds ago, I wound up spending part of the day at my sister's house. You know, had a little lunch, had some prime rib. Oh, man, was that good. I'll tell you. Whew, I like that. They did a great job with that. Even my nephew liked it. So then sometime later, I come back here to the house. My dad felt pretty bad about me being in the house all by my lonesome on Christmas morning. Because the one day you don't want to be among people... That's Christmas Day right there, man. You don't want to get caught in that situation. Thankfully, the rest of the family came around about 4 o'clock or so in the afternoon. Opened presents. Me, my dad, his companion, and my nephew, all four of us, repaired to the kitchen to feast on lasagna. You know, the typical Christmas meal. My sister and her husband wound up sitting the whole thing out. She claimed that they'd been knacking all day. Why not? Cheat day, if ever there was any. So they leave about 7.30, 8 o'clock. So the kingdom is quiet. And then I had Monday off for the holiday. And I did not do any shopping. I don't know what I did, but mostly I just relaxed. You know, maybe took a walk outside. I don't recall, to be honest with you. All I know is that for three days, I had to work. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, last weekday of 2022. Part of it was spent getting my eyes checked. Had a good checkup. And did some shopping while I was out and about. And went to Boscov's, not a sponsor. Got me some cool stuff there, especially some shirts and whatnot. And then New Year's Eve day, well, I was at the house too for the most part. I'm not a big New Year's person. I was in my younger days, but I've gotten all, I'm like, eh, I'm not a really into the partying thing. That's all a younger man's game now. So what we did was we decided to do something special. I went up to Saratoga, 
because they rebranded their first night, New Year's Eve activities, is now called New Year's Fest Saratoga. Now, there wasn't much going on during the day. Or so I thought, I thought there'd be family-friendly stuff or something. But instead, my friend Lindsay and I, we went out to lunch, just walked around town, browsed around the stores, even went into the North Shore Bookstore, not a sponsor, but shout-out just the same. Because I was going to go up there the next day. I'm like, well, I got my eyes some books here. And there you go. We just went to a convenience store, just walked around and went back and then wanted to see if Parada was going to be on the town. He said, no, I'm staying home. You know, stay in his parents' house. I mean, he had, he's back in Southern California now. So I wound up meeting up with my dad and his companion at this restaurant. I had reservation for 7.30, but we went earlier than that. So I missed out on the fireworks that really marked the uh, New Year's Fest and all the evening's activities, all these bars and live venues were going to have music, comedy, etc. going on. So I feel pretty bad about missing out on the fireworks, especially they got a glowing review from my dad's companion or fiance, whoever she is. Anyway, so we had dinner. I don't stay up to watch the ball drop. I just kind of dozed in and out. I didn't know it was 2023 till... I looked on my phone, and it said 12 midnight. Like, oh, happy new year. Yay, 2023. <laughs> so that was it right there. So New Year's Day, you know, do my Sunday routine as well, as I mentioned earlier, like just as with Christmas Day. But instead of going over to my sister's house, we wind up, well, I do really. I just go up to Saratoga, go to the aforementioned Northshire Bookstore. Got some books I had my eye on, one of which is on the coffee table here at the living room at Bullet House. And it's a book about the graphic designs, the art of the late Milton Glazer. This is the same guy who came up with the famous I Love New York logo, help out with their big tourist campaign statewide. Well, actually, I just recalled on December 30th, the last day of 2022, actually last weekday, there was some revelry and near drunken debauchery that I have to report on here at the outset and that was going to meet up with Adam Parada but then Joe Bruno was there too and also somebody whose voice has been on this podcast twice in the early years Don Benway. Abe says uh, we're going to meet up at the Artisanal Brew Works which is in Wilton right off Route 9 shout out not a sponsor but just the same and happy new year and all that. Now as I've mentioned before I've been on Zoloft the better part of this year for my anxiety and I read online and First heard from my dad's fiance that you cannot consume alcohol while you're taking Zoloft. And the internet confirmed it for me. It's very dangerous, I'll tell you. Shake hands with the devil. Shake hands with a grim reaper, maybe. But anyway, we're all in there. You know, I you know, get a bottle of water out from the fridge, at least the bartender does. You know, later on, about an hour later or so, I see homeboy working the bar. He takes two small cans of club soda, pours them into this cup or glass or whatever, and then tops it off with some cranberry juice. And I'm like, hey, bud, just so you know, I, I'm just curious. About that drink you just made, that non-alcoholic? I said, yes, it is. I'm like, all right, I'll take some. It only costs $2. I mean, whew, how about that? Don't have to pay out the ass to get your drink on and not have to booze it up. So that was good there. Joe Bruno, shout out. He was a member of the Mug Club, as was old Don Benway. And Bruno looked like he was half in the bag by the time we wrapped it up. Now, 
This is in Wilton. They do things differently. Last call was about close to 9 o'clock. And I looked in the hours. So I'm like, well, we better get going here. They're going to have to chuck us out of here. They told us like an hour before the bar closed, they closed the kitchen. And another friend of mine uh, is the ex executive chef out there, if ever there was such a term. So anyway, about a half hour, 15 minutes before last call, we came close to shutting down two different bars, Druthers and this one. But still going to be Druthers. We decided, all right, we're taking her downtown. So Don Benway had to split the scene at sometime before all three of us left. And then we get in our cars and we repair to the Henry Street Tap Room, site of the infamous 2018 Holiday Shit Fest, as I mentioned earlier. And Joe Bruno, whoo boy, he was like, oh man, he was off as you know what. Oh man, it was almost a shit show right from the get. And there are some three ladies sitting at this table across from us, and he was hitting on them. I don't know, I was just getting a little tiresome. I had knocked down two club sodas. And I was like, I don't know about you, Ace, but I'm going to get going, man. Happy New Year. See you soon. He's also giving me the come on to come visit him while he's out west, either in Los Angeles, Southern California. Or they have this place out in Colorado, too. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I mean, save up my money. I'll do it. I got the new job. I got a big pay raise. I keep working at a good level. I'll get some bonuses. But in any event, Joe was half in the bag, and it was almost embarrassing. I thought he was going to give me the old titty twister before we left the artisanal brew works. At that, if he had done that at Henry Street Taproom, I would have bolted right then and there. I'm just saying. Joe, if you're listening, come on, man. Take it easy with the booze, will you? That mug club at Artisanal Brew Works sure did him in, I'll tell you. All right, well, I already mentioned New Year's Eve, then New Year's Day, then the day after, which is the observed holiday. Didn't really do much, you know, didn't leave the house. I did go out for a walk in the neighborhood in between the first and second period of the NHL Winter Classic. Held out at Fenway Park in Boston. The Bruins hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was quite the game, quite the atmosphere from what I recall. The Boston Pops Orchestra was a de facto house band. Because let's face it, live music's always what sporting events need. Am I right, people? That was a great game. The Bruins came back from 1-0 down. Tied it in the third period, then close to the end. We thought, oh, this is going to go to overtime. Brad Marchand scores goal number two of the game, and that one of being the game winner. It was quite the atmosphere, like I said, all told. Now, I didn't watch much for sports. I really didn't watch any measurable amounts of college football. I watched the pros, too. On New Year's Day, I was watching the Giants just absolutely take it to the Indianapolis Colts. And I hate to turn this into Jason Sports Corner, but there you go right there. So I'm happy for the Giants. They made the playoffs. I'm also going to talk football at the end of this episode. And given recent events as I record this, it's not going to be good news. So just brace yourself there. So that's it, man. A quiet holiday season. I worked. I rested. I did both of those in equal measure. I almost got a titty twister from Joe Bruno in a drunken state. He was the one shit face, not me. All in all, a great end to 22, and 2023 is off to a rollicking start for yours truly. Come on, man. What are we doing out there, man? Okay, folks, we're about to make it to the end of this first episode of 2023, but before we do, I got some pod shout-outs I want to start to do here. First up, GFA Live, Peter Winston and Keith Langston. 
live watch an episode of WWF Superstars. This is the one from October 22nd, 1988. That's when the Brain Busters made their debut. And we had Hulk Hogan and the Big Boss Man on the Brother Love Show. You can follow the podcast and Peter on Twitter at GF Allentown Pod. Also check out his YouTube channel too. And speaking of Hulk Hogan, the 24-inch podcast, Steve Bennett and Dave Rollins took a look back at the history of Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling anime cartoon series right there. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at 24inchpod and on Instagram at 24, the number 24, underscore inch, underscore podcast. And Steve Bennett also, this is his main project, the Sportscasters, the season 12 finale with Sports Illustrated's John Wertheim, as well as Chris Ballard talking college football. You can follow Steve on Twitter at the sports underscore casters and on Instagram at sportscasters. The Break It Down show with Pete A. Turner. A wide array of topics to end 2022. No holidays off for them. Joe Poznanski, the famed baseball writer, talked baseball hall of fame. Later this month, inductions will be happening. Well, not the inductions, the nominees will be named for this summer's induction ceremonies in Cooperstown. Brian Curse, all about dinosaurs and fossil crates. And for all the Mories out there, little hang with Brad Hutchings. You can follow the podcast on your social media at Break It Down Show and the host of Same at Pete A. Turner. And finally, the Loyal Littles podcast. Happy New Year to Chuck and Roxy down there in New York City. Roxy's just wrapped up her run as one of the famed Rockettes at the Radio City Music Hall Holiday Spectacular. Jason Smorl became the second Jason in the history of the pod to make his appearance. He's the general manager of the Syracuse Mets minor league baseball team. Neville Waters of the Diane Kruger Effect, and comedian Adam Ferrara also made his way into the podcast. I have no idea who he is. Just kidding. <laughs> I kid, of course. You can follow Chuck and Roxy at Loyal Littles Pod on Twitter and on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. As for this little dog and pony show, we're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Twitter. Well, actually, we're... Why did I say Twitter? Uh, you know, wherever you find podcasts, most places... That's where you'll find us. That's all I'm saying. If the podcatcher you have does not have our podcast available, just take the fee from our show notes, copy it, paste it onto the pod uh, platform, and you'll be good to go. And also, if the podcatcher has rating review capabilities, you know, do myself a favor and give it a five-star rating and good write-up. Thanks in advance for all that as he stumbles over his words. That's just a little levity here to take us into the one more thing segment. This is where I talk about something that either I circle back to that I discussed earlier or I had no time to talk about in the body of the show. Well, I mentioned football earlier and I apologize for burying the lead or ignoring the elephant in the room, but I have to do it. I did not watch this game Monday night, January 2nd, 2023. It was down in Cincinnati. And the Buffalo Bills were in town to play the Cincinnati Bengals, Monday Night Football, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, ESPN, all the trappings and trimmings and all that. Last Monday Night Football game of the year, too, which should be noted. And during the game, there's a man by the name of DeMar Hamlin. He's a cornerback for the Buffalo Bills. He makes a tackle on this Cincinnati Bengals player. You know, routine stuff gets up, and all of a sudden, the story goes, 
he's down on the field, just completely out. And there's this whole whole uh, big thing going on. You know, everybody's rushing. The trainers come out and, you know, they check on the guy. Like, oh, he, he think he suffered an injury. Like, no, he's not moving. Oh, like, did he get paralyzed? Is this a Ryan Shazier situation we're dealing with here? Ambulance comes out. It's that serious. You can't take him out on the injury cart in that situation. You actually have to take him to the hospital. You can't get him in the trainer's room for what he suffered. And come to find out, he suffered a cardiac arrest. I mean, whew. This, like, the worst thing you want to have happen to you in a football game or any type of sporting event, on the field or in the stands or wherever, it happened to him. He almost died. Pretty rare you see something like that. This is uncharted water for the NFL. So, long story short, Hamlin gets taken off in the ambulance. His parents are in the stands. They ride with him to the hospital. He's put into intensive care. You know, we get the oxygen. And, you know, they're doing all sorts of things. You know, one foot in front of the other trying to save a life here. And as I record this on Thursday night, January 5th, he's... Uh, 50% as far as breathing goes, he's off the oxygen. And he was wondering, hey, who won the game? And the doctor said, you won the game of life, sir. Uh, the game, by the way, is just, you know, an afterthought at this point. The Bills were up 7-3 to three when all this bad stuff went down. But uh, I've been happy to hear that uh, he is making a recovery. He's on that long road back to the land of the living and the land of the healthy. I seriously doubt he's going to play football ever again. He's hanging it up here. I'm going to call it right now. He's saying, you know what? He's going to have the press conference one of these days where he's like, you know what? I've made my money, but it's just too dangerous. Never mind concussions and CTE and all that. I almost damn near died of a heart attack or a cardiac issue. So I'm going to let uh, discretion be the better part of Valor and just say, I'm done. I'm hanging her up. You know, I'll go do something else with my life. I'd do the same if it was me, and heaven forbid I wasn't in that situation. So, Damar Hamlin, we love you. I'm a Giants fan. I grew up rooting for the Bills as a child. You know, the days of Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and, you know, Pete Metzlars and Don Beebe in the bend but don't break defense, Marv Levy being the coach. You know, I'm praying for you. And there's fans of the 30 other NFL teams that are doing the same. Fred Rogan, a famous sportscaster in Los Angeles, he said, you know, when Donnie Moore, this uh, pitcher for the now Los Angeles Angels, took his own life back in 1988, he reported his death said, you know, what happens on the field or the ice or the hardwood or whatever, it's just games. Real life intervened on that night, on the second night of 2023. It was a harsh reality. I'm just glad I wasn't him. I'm glad he's doing better. Please take care of yourselves. I love you guys. Happy New Year once again. I'm out. This has been a Kitty Pod production. Produced in Saratoga County, New York. Shared with the world.